Hello. Cheers. Good morning. Cheers. Cheers. Literally, like two seconds ago, Zara and I were like, "Oh shit, it's ten o'clock. We should probably start this." <laughs> Obviously, today is our Monday. At least Obviously. it feels like a Monday. Oh my god, right? It's like the Mondays, the Mondayest of the most Monday ever. <laughs> I feel like I've been having like four days of Mondays at this point. Like, oh yeah, it's a little ridiculous. <laughs> Maybe, like, the universe is just telling all of us to go back to bed. Maybe. I mean, I'll drink a glass. I told my, I told my wife, like, she was out downstairs working out, and I was uh, spotting a couple of her lifts. And I said, like, I could go back to bed right now. I'm not even particularly <laughs> tired. I just was like, I could just go back to bed. I would be fine yeah. just, like, laying there all day, like, reading and whatever. I know. Today's one uh, of those days, I think. And I, like we were saying before we got on, I'm like, I feel incredibly productive today, but I'm like very suspicious of the fact that I feel incredibly productive today. Yep, yep. And I know exactly what you mean, too. Like, I've had those days where you wake up and you're like, you have all this energy and you're like, oh, I'm going to get everything done. And I'm like, this doesn't feel right. Something's wrong. Like, I'm not normally feeling this amazing. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's like this inherent suspicion. This is actually kind of a perfect lead in to today's topic right? anyway, right? <laughs> So we figured we'd talk about stress because no one ever talks about it. And like we all pretend like everything's great and we don't need to drink at 9, 10 in the morning. And I think it doesn't matter how much money you make. Like I don't think it matters like what stage of life you're in, if you feel like you made it or you haven't. Like there are stressors everywhere. Mm -hmm. And especially I think they really affect creatives and people who – work for themselves from home because not only do we feel like we have to work all the time and like we've talked about this before like our brains don't shut off mm -hmm. but we also have all the other responsibilities of like being a work from home or quote unquote like stay at home individual because our society even though now it's like so much more prone to like people working from home we still see those people as like, oh, you have all this flexibility of working from home. Mm -hmm. And I just think the stress of it is like monumental. Right. And right. we need to address that and talk about that because we have so many people who, you know, develop major depression, major anxiety because they feel like they shouldn't be stressed because they work from home. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, there's this perception that, and you've talked about this before, and, and this is very true. You know, when, when you see whatever you see on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or whatever, you know, people are putting their best foot forward. They're showing uh, the things that they want you to see. And, and it's not like nobody in the world talks about this, obviously, but more often than not, the presentation that we're given on social media is that, oh my God, my life is amazing. My world is amazing. My business is right. amazing. I have a totally carefree life. I get up in the morning. I drink wine all day. I spend <laughs> I spend two seconds working on my business. I make a bajillion dollars and, you know, life exactly. is... Right. And it's like, it's not like that at all. You know, like I was super fucking stressed out on um, Monday. Mm -hmm. You and me both. Yeah, it was just like, you know, and, and it wasn't anything particular. Like for me, it, it is that I'm a bit behind on my production. 
um, because we took that trip to, to Arkansas, and in doing so, instead of getting ahead, I ended up going behind, which, you know what, it happens, right? Like, whatever. Right. But I'm trying to get caught up and and get ahead because I want to plan out my YouTube content better than I am. And I'm making steps in that direction. But, you know, it, it was just like Monday, it felt like everything like landed in my mind all at once. And I literally wanted to burn it all down to the ground. Yep. I was like, I was like, fuck this. I'm going to go get a job. I don't need this kind of stress in my life, you know? <laughs> oh, I didn't even have that thought on Monday. I was like... <laughs> I'm going back to bed, and I'm not waking up, and the next time I open my eyes, I better be on the beach somewhere. <laughs> right? Oh, my God, right? <laughs> it it was – Monday was a rough day, and I think – I actually talked to a couple other people who, like, had the same thing. Like, holy crap, Monday right. is just, like, kicking our butts. Right. And I think it's, like, really healthy one to have those days and to recognize them and – Stress is our body's way of telling us that, like, we need to slow down. Right, right. Um, and so I think that having those days and recognizing them and then doing something about it, not just ignoring it, not, you know, wallowing in a pity party. It's fine to have a pity party for a little bit, but then, you yeah. know, get over it. And right. I know I, like, I texted you and I was like, join my pity party. <laughs> right, right. And and we basically did have like a little text message pity party, which helped us both get through it. Right. You know? So I think I think having some way to relieve that stress and know that it's okay to be stressed, that like mm -hmm. it is normal, like we all struggle and like I said in the initial post, it's like it doesn't matter like how much money I've made. I still stress about things. I am still stressing about keeping up with clients. I'm still stressing about marketing. I'm still stressing like the reality of it is I could make, you know, $10,000 one month and then the next month have no money coming in if I didn't market myself correctly, if I'm not constantly working. And that I think is the biggest stressor. If you have a nine to five job, not saying you don't have any other stressors, but you are guaranteed a paycheck. Mm-hmm every month whether you like the amount of that paycheck or not that's a whole different story but you are right, guaranteed right. so you can actually plan and i think what triggered my stress was i paid my bills on monday because it was the first mm. and when i looked at those numbers i was like oh my god like our expenses every month are close to ten thousand mm -hmm. dollars just to like survive right right <laughs> That's like your baseline. Yep. Yep. Right. Um, and I think if we don't, if those things don't trigger stress, then like we're probably sociopaths and like <laughs> don't have any like understanding of what's going on. Or, you know, you're just so like, well, I don't know what the right word is. Adjusted. I don't think that's a fair word though, because that makes it seem like having that kind of stress is um, is not okay or not normal. Right. Um, and and certainly people can ha can end up in situations where they they don't maybe don't have money stress as an example, right? But there are right. still different stressors in people's lives, right? Like yep. here's an example. You know, Mark Zuckerberg, right, owns Facebook, very clearly has, like, no money issues whatsoever, right? I mean, you know, right. the guy's stupid, stupid rich. 
Okay, but I promise you, this guy is dealing with enormous amounts of stress related to Facebook, the success of Facebook, the problems Facebook causes with, you know, all of the social implications that have been happening right. and the, you know, the social political aspects of it. Those kinds of things are all stressors, right? So some people might think, oh, you know, like I want to be Mark Zuckerberg, you know, live a live a totally carefree, money-free life. But right, like that right. guy... That guy's probably going to end up looking like a president in 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 how presidents age so fast right. in such a short period of time because of the enormous stress. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, a couple of things um, I wanted to, to say, and then I want to check in on the comments. Number one, um, this was an impromptu topic for this week, so we don't have uh, the sort of typical notes and preparation that we normally do. So this would be a bit more of a freeform conversation and might go off the rails a little bit. Um, but it, we also felt it was an important topic and we wanted to to put it out there in a way that's genuine because so right. often, you know, like you said, you know, people pretend that the stress just doesn't exist and that owning your own business and, and living a life like this is just nothing but carefree, you know, roses and wine and, and whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, and with that... Um, Drew says that doing two things from home, both my business and working for someone else, there's a ton of stress working from home. Uh, and and he also said that there was something about this Monday <laughs> that, oh my that was going on in the universe. So very clearly Monday was just bad for everybody and everything and everyone in the world, <laughs> or at least us, yeah. <laughs> our circle, <laughs> our circle, our world. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there was. I mean, I wonder if it was like a full moon or something like that. Right, it could it have was been. definitely, definitely crazy. Yeah, yeah. And and my wife said, and this is this is something else that that can actually be a different kind of stressor. Um, and it's an unfortunate thing, but but it's a reality of um, life and the people that are around you. She said, I've noticed negativity from people that I've known forever once I quit the library and she started helping me with the business. She said, I found myself toning down my happiness around them, but screw that, right? Right. Yep. She's, yeah. And she goes on to say, I made different decisions in my life than they did, and it led me to a different outcome than theirs. And and that's very, very true. Um, but unfortunately, some people just see that they're in a situation that they don't like, and you're in a situation that is different from theirs and is... I don't even know if better is the right word because everybody just is different. different. Exactly. Right. It's just different. So, so let's talk about how we deal with our stress. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, and, and this I think... Is, go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. I, I was just going to say, uh, I'm not sure how many people we have watching since YouTube... Um, versus Facebook. But we also like we want to know from you. This is very much a conversation and, and not nearly as much like us dispensing wisdom. Uh, right. So we want to know what your uh, what your stress relief techniques are as well. Uh, and this is something that hopefully we can all kind of share together because by sharing these things communally, whether it's on on the stream like this, or even just like like you and I did, Zara, when we were messaging back and forth. Right. Doing something like that within the group as well is is something that I think can help. And and again, like I think one of the things that people think is that it's it's not okay to express um, 
that kind of negativity or stress or problems on social right. media. Um, I think and you go ahead. There's a limit, I think. Yeah. I think there's a limit. If you're if you're constantly on there and all you're doing is just, you know, complaining and being negative and bringing other people down, then yes, like that's not okay. But it's also not okay to pretend like you have this perfect life and everything is great when in reality you do have stressors because what that creates is for people who look up to you for people and like no matter who you are whether you have one follower you have you know millions of followers on social media like you are influencing someone and so people look at you and they see this perfect life and they try to achieve that because they admire you but if you're not real with them you are going to start creating true mental issues for these people and like it's funny because i was actually talking to my niece yesterday and it's one of the things that we're talking about, like the younger generation is like when I went to school and the, the area where I went to high school, um, it was very like middle class. Like we didn't have fancy cars. Like if you got a car, we were just like, yay, like, let's go to lunch. Can you drive us? Like, it was so exciting. But like, there is another school in the same school district I went to that we've always, and this is obviously over a decade ago, we would always be like, oh, that's like the posh school. And you would drive onto their parking lot and no joke, it's all BMWs and Mercedes and they're all brand new. It was like you were driving onto a dealership. And I could see that the kids there were a lot more stressed than what we were because they're comparing like, oh, what did daddy buy me? Oh, like, are you wearing a knockoff or are you not? Whereas like, my generation was very, oh, like, you got a knockoff? Cool, where can I get that? <laughs> <laughs> and and the difference, too, with social media, like, I didn't know if my friends were hanging out without me until, like, you know, the next day, and they were like, oh, we did this. And I was like, oh, cool, you didn't invite me. And then we got over it and moved on. Whereas now, like, if I'm sick and at home and I'm seeing all of my friends doing all these things because Instagram stories and Snapchat that also creates this negative mindset. And so if we're constantly pretending that everything is perfect and we have these amazing lives and we have no issues, we're actually doing a disservice to those around us. Um, I, I very deliberately avoid looking at other photography YouTube channels um, <laughs> that nobody wants to hear Spiros Nicole says. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh man. Uh, um, People are going to start taking her seriously. <laughs> um, I, and I avoid them because if I don't, um, my brain immediately goes into comparison mode and I start getting stressed out because I'm comparing yep. me and my success and my channel status to theirs and their success and what they're doing in their channel status. And and I don't like that because A, it's a stressor. B, it brings, it puts me into like this negative brain spiral um, of, of, of jealousy and stress that's not fair to me right. or to them because they're different people on a different path doing, you know, similar things, but different things. And, right. and, and, and that comparison is, is so, so hard to avoid sometimes. And it's something that you, you have to be careful so one of the things that I do to alleviate that sort of stress 
is is even though I'm friends with some of these people on social media, I'll sometimes mute their feeds um, or whatever so that I don't see them because I don't want to to cause those negative thought patterns that I can fall into if I do see them. Even though they're just doing the thing that they're doing and there's nothing right. wrong with that and I bear them no ill will whatsoever. Like I wish all of them all the success that they're achieving. It's just, you know, a thought pattern that my brain triggers into when I see that stuff. So like that's one of the things that I do and have been doing for years to to keep that particular stressor out of my life. Right. And I think where we forget is anything we see on social media is a highlight. Mm -hmm. And so you're comparing your struggles, which you are very well aware of because it's your life, to other people's highlights. Mm -hmm. And that's not fair because if you're comparing success to success, it's very different. You're comparing struggle to struggle, it's very different. But you can't compare a struggle with a success and think it's the same thing. And we've talked about this in past shows where you don't know how much time someone has put into their business. You know, they look like an overnight success, but in reality, they've spent the last five years working on whatever it is and seeing very little return or, you know, having the same stressors and struggles as we do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So. So we have some comments on stress relief tactics uh, that folks use. And Drew says, for me, my biggest thing is getting out of the office slash workshop and getting on my bike to clear my head. He says, I also like to reach out to good friends in person. And Tim actually has a similar uh, stress relief tactic. He likes to get on his dirt bike and go riding. Uh, he says, it's something that absorbs all of your focus for just a while and helps with clearing your head. That's uh, really good. Yeah. I do yoga. I, I used to do a lot of yoga and meditation. I should probably start doing that again. Um, it's so good for you. It really is. I, 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 really, I really do need to just work that back into my life again. Um, my wife, to, she says, to help with stress, I make lists so I feel like I have more control. And I talk with a couple of people to come up with ideas to do things better slash easier that I may not have thought of. Uh, those are really, really excellent stress <laughs> stress relief tactics. Like, really good. Ah, hello to Jordan Chan. <laughs> ah, uh, one of the things mm -hmm. that I had, um, actually yesterday when I had talked to my therapist, and I think I told you about this because I sent you a screenshot. Yeah. One of the things she suggested, because I was talking to her about Monday and how I was so anxious, and it was just, it was a little crazy and she was like you know one of the things to do is to remind yourself to take a breather you know mm -hmm. to remind yourself that you are going to be productive you are going to be creative um, and she actually forced me to put in reminders in my phone um, and i have them scheduled at random times throughout the day for the next 30 days to pop up and tell me like let go breathe mm -hmm. get up and walk be like, and then affirmations, like I am productive, I am capable, I am creative. Um, and then the very last one is all is well, like, and mm -hmm. that's typically like, scheduled it right around the time where like, I'm starting to wind down for bed, my phone will pop up and remind me that like, everything's fine. And it's, it sounds really silly. But we need those reminders. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Because it's yeah. so easy to like, get sucked into the negative and to concentrate on the negative versus looking at all the things that are going right. Right, right, exactly, exactly. 
Yeah, I, I actually, on your prompting, I put some of those same reminders into my phone to do the same thing. And, and that is another way that people don't often think about that we can actually leverage for ourselves, right? As much as technology brings stress into our lives, like we were just talking about seeing everybody else's highlights on social media and, and whatever else it is, um, you can also leverage these different technologies to try to relieve that stress for you. And that's a, that's a really right. wonderful example of, of doing that. You know, another one is looking at apps that can help you create um, the habits that you want to create, like meditation as an example, right? Like I, you know, I, I should probably download a meditation timer and set up a reminder, uh, you know, on a daily basis to trigger that habit and try to build that back into my life. <clears throat> That just reminded me, I got an email today from um, the app that I use because they charged me again. <laughs> and since I've gotten a new phone, I haven't put it on here. And I was mm. like, oh, yeah. I should do that. I should do that. Right. Uh, Nicole does 5 a.m. high intensity interval training. That's another great thing is exercising. One of the themes here is obviously like stepping away from the thing that is um, – causing you the stress, whether it's like a job that you're doing or just the environment and the, the thoughts that you're in and engaging in a different sort of activity to take your mind off of whatever it is that your mind is on and put it somewhere else and just let that stuff go. Uh, so, you know, there are obviously like a million different ways that, that a person could approach that. One of the ways that I've always done that in my life is to read, to escape into fiction. Uh, you know, I if I get sucked into a good book, like the whole world quite literally melts away, right. and I forget about everything and everyone, and 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 just you know, it, it's great. It frees, you know, it frees my mind. Um, you know, you say that, and what it makes me think of, and like if anyone agrees with this or doesn't agree with it, let me know. It this whole idea, I think that now having, or let me restart that. Living in a society where self-employed and entrepreneurship and all this is so popular and so like encouraged, um, I keep you know hearing this word. I hate the word word hustle uh -huh. because we have glorified hustling and being busy to the point work, work, of work, 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 work. Yep, you feel guilty for disconnecting, and therefore now you're spiraling into this like it's like okay you're working but like it's stressing you out but then if you take some time off you start feeling guilty for taking time off because you're not hustling and if you're not hustling then you're not going to be successful so let's get back to work and it just triggers into this spiral of glorified busyness that's unproductive mm -hmm. and stressful which then causes anxiety and depression like why do we see these numbers going up and while anxiety and depression have always existed and everyone is prone to it, whether you have like the genetic predisposition for it, anxiety is triggered by stress. It's like, I think of it as an allergic reaction, like an internal allergic reaction that your mm -hmm. body's trying to tell you to slow down, but we ignore it. Right. Just like I avoid going to the doctor, <laughs> we <laughs> ignore listening to our bodies, but if we ignore it long enough, it's going to, lent us in the hospital or worse right and so i think one of the best things to do is pick like two or three things that you are going to get done that day put them on a to-do list and once you're done with them 
go read, go do yoga, go do something that is completely unrelated to work and just enjoy. Because what's the point of working and being successful if we don't enjoy our life? Yeah, yeah, very. That's that's so very true. And we have to because we're our own bosses in this situation. We have the responsibility to 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 make sure that we take that time for ourselves. Right. You know, um, when you're in an employee-employer relationship, you know, like you're at a job, like you said before, Zara, you know, there's a there's a prescribed amount of time that you work. You get a prescribed amount of, of vacation and or other days off, and that's, like, built into the job. Right. And for better or for worse, you know, like in the United States, obviously, compared to other countries, we're, we're fucking awful with the amount of time off that we give people, but it's still built into our jobs. Uh, when you're working on your own, you've got to build that in for yourself. Otherwise, you'll find yourself just working all of the time. And and I've been bad at building that in. Like, I'm, you know, I've been bad at it. My wife commented, and this is true. She said, uh, I find that I have to come down to the studio and remind Spiros to take a break. And she said, we've tried doing schedule of working on a task for so long and then taking a break, but I believe it's gone to the wayside. And and it has. And, and it's gone to the wayside because of that hustle mentality, even though I don't like it either, I'll fall into it when I'm working yep. and I want to try to get to a certain point and accomplish a certain amount of stuff. And I just think, you know, I just, I'll just i just keep going because if I keep going, I'm in my groove and I'll get it done. Right. Uh, and, and, I, and I do, like, I, I'll, I'll get it done, but then I'll also have days like Monday where I'm stressed as fuck because of... an accumulation of all of that pressure I'm putting on myself. Right. Tim just made a comment that it's hard to step away when you work from home. And I 100% agree because like Mm -hmm. just in the last show, we were talking about how like you're, you're always thinking about it, right? You're always thinking about work. Um, And I am guilty of this. Like this is what causes me the most amount of stress is that I like my brain doesn't turn off. Mm -hmm. And so I try to be intentional with it, but I also try to, So like, I'll always have a notebook with me. And if like, I'm at the park playing with my kid and an idea pops up into my head, I'll write it down and then I leave it and then Mm -hmm. I'll go back to it. Mm -hmm. So I try to be, but yeah, you are always on call. You just have to make that decision. Uh, One of the things that I've done in the past and we're going to do it again this year is I take um, once every six months, I try to take a vacation somewhere where I can turn off my phone, I turn off my laptop, I usually don't even take it with me, and I intentionally do not work. So I'll mm-hmm. sit there and I'll read a book, I'll drink, I'll, and it's really hard for me to do that. It's really, really hard for me to like not work. But I know if I don't do that, if I don't take that time off and not work, I am just going to be burnt out. As much as I won't admit it, I am going to start getting very, very burnt out. Right, right. One of the things that does help me in a positive and a negative way with this this working sort of setup is that my studio is my office. It is my workspace. It is where I go to work. And and I think designating a space where where you do that and trying for the most part to keep your work focused in that space when you work from home makes it easier to leave the space and leave work when you leave that space you know so like when I do walk out of the studio most of the time um, you know I'm I'm 
I'm either you know taking a break for something to whatever, go to the bathroom and get some water or something, or like I'm done. And so I leave the studio and I'm done working. Right. The, the problem, as Kim mentioned, is that I'll I'll come down here in the morning and I don't leave until you know eight o'clock at night or something. Uh, right. So I need to schedule my lunch, uh, you know, all of these other things, and and actually get out of here rather than sitting in front of my desk and eating and, and editing and, and whatever I'm doing. Right. <clears throat> I do. So when we built this house, I wasn't going to put these doors that are behind me mm-hmm. um, on the office. And that was one of the things that I was like, oh, man, if I don't put those doors, it's constantly open. So as silly as it is, I mean, they're French doors you can see in here. But when I'm done for the night, Mm -hmm. I actually close the doors and walk out. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. Like, and the other thing was that this office is like kind of like on the side of the house. And so it's separate from all the rest. And I was like, that separation is actually really nice. Like I have this hallway with the office and the bathroom and if i if i'm here i'm working and i can put the gate up so that the dogs and the child don't come over here mm-hmm. but like once i am outside of the office area i try to not work it doesn't happen all the time i still drag right. my laptop into the kitchen yep. or into bed you know but i try to keep it contained to this or the studio that's outside of the house mhm mhm yep so yeah, Drew says I have the same thing with my office that has helped me a huge amount and being able to close the door when I'm done. Um, yeah, that makes a huge, huge difference. And Tim says you make a good point about stepping away. Problem with working at home is that you can't necessarily get away. Added stress comes from a work phone too, always having to answer that. Yeah, that's hard when you have like a work phone and you have a responsibility to be on call. Um, and that, you know, that's something that's unfortunately there's not much you can do about that other than trying to manage, right. you know, trying to manage that as part of your life as best as you can. Uh, uh, one of the comments on, on that point on, I think it was like on actually my Facebook from my friend Darcy was that um, she schedules days off. Like she has a set day off that she tries not to work. And she was like, well, yeah, of course I'll sneak a look at my email, but I try to schedule other activities on that day so that I'm busy. Mm-hmm. So it keeps me from looking at my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something that her and I had discussed a long time ago when my daughter was brand new. And I tried to do on Mondays, I would try to, you know, okay, we're going to go to story time and then we're going to go to, you know, the mall or we're going to go have breakfast. And so I would try to intentionally schedule things so that I am not sitting around watching her, you know, roll around on the floor and feeling like I'm wasting my time and not working. Right. Um, Something I should get better at doing again, because in the past couple of months, I've definitely, you know, I'll have her eating breakfast and answering emails at the same time. And that's doing a disservice for both of us. Mm -hmm. So, so here are a couple of, of, I think, actionable tips that people can take and use then. Um, This is something that I'm going to, to do myself. Um, Number one, um, like you just said, actually schedule yourself your days off day or days, however much time you can give yourself, however much, you know, once a week, at least two days a week would be great, right? Like the weekend is an idea that we all love. So schedule yourself your days off and make those days non-work days. Uh, if you've got to be on call or whatever, you know, 
that's part of it, fine, but, but schedule those days off. The other thing you can do is um, work with, uh, you could try this out. This doesn't always work for all people, but there's uh, this idea called Pomodoro, where um, you do exactly what Kim mentioned in the comments. Work for a period of time, then take a short break. Then work for another period of time, then take another short break. And the timer is just built, it's, it's super simple, but at the same time, it's built to just remind you of that pattern and cycle. You start it and you designate what's the work period, what's the break period, right? So maybe it's 60 minutes of work, 10 minutes of break, right? And then you start it at the beginning of your day and when the timer goes off, you put down what you're doing, you take your 10 minute break, do whatever, browse Facebook or Instagram or, you know, go get a glass of wine or, you know, do, <laughs> so, do 10 minutes worth of yoga or meditate or right. whatever, you know? And then when that timer goes off again, come back into it and you'll be refreshed and you'll have taken that little bit of a brain break, which can help lower those stress levels that may be building throughout the day because we're in that, you know, work, 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 got to get it done mentality. Right. Yeah. I think that's a really good, good point. And on that same, I don't know if these two are related or not, but my dad used to tell me that. So when he was in grad school, he did this like, um, it's like an alternate sleep cycle. Okay. where he would, you know, be up for like three to four hour periods. And then he would take like a 35, 40 minute nap. Mm -hmm. And then he'd wake up and be up for, you know, three hours or whatever, and then another 45 minute nap. Um, and he claims that he was way more productive and way more successful. And there is some research showing like the different patterns of sleep, um, I think the only problem with that from like a psychological standpoint is that you never get into that like REM sleep. So you're not in right. that deep sleep. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming at some point you'd still get burnt out. Right. Um, but that's how he got through grad school was through these like cat naps between work. So it's almost like you're working for two hours and then you take a little nap. You're working mm -hmm. for another two hours, you take a little nap. And then you know, somehow it worked. I'm not a hundred percent sure how it worked, but right, right. Yeah. I can imagine, I can see how that would work. I can, I can imagine it would be difficult to sort of get yourself into that pattern initially, but once you're it, once you had established it, I could see how that could really get you through because you're right. basically constantly micro refreshing yourself rather right. than like taking this huge chunk of time as like, this is my downtime, you know, this is my literally sleep and recharge time. Uh, my wife said, and this is, this is a really, really, really excellent tip. Uh, another thing to do is realize what time of day you work the best and then work during that time period. Uh, yeah. you know, she's, she's really good at this because like she knows she's, she's basically done between like two and four and that's her nap time. That's literally her nap time. Uh, and, and she, she, her body is so um, tuned to her own cycle that, you know, she doesn't even have to look at a clock. She's like, it's getting close to two o'clock time from a nap. And sure, sure enough, it's like, you know, one fifty-five when she says that or whatever, right. it's like, you know, yeah, you just, you, you know that. And, and I, I might, I'm going to, I'm going to start using a Pomodoro timer again, um, to just, to just have those break reminders in there. Uh, and and get some meditation and yoga in with those breaks and see how that feels and refreshes me. But honestly, with as tired as tired and stressed as I've been feeling lately, I'm feeling like I might actually start napping, which is a thing that I've never done regularly before in my life. Yeah, napping is one of those things where I can't do. Like if I go down for a nap, I I am down. 
See, or they're like, I'm useless afterwards. That that's always been my problem. Is it wrecks? It literally like wrecks my day. I'll wake up from a nap, and I'm like groggy. I have no idea. It's like it's almost like I don't even know that the world exists, and right. I don't understand what day it is. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just like non-functioning. So for me. Um, like if I'm going to do that, it would have to be like, like your dad was doing, you know, 30, 45 minutes max. Right. And then I'm up and back at it. Because if I, if I get into anything deeper than that, it's going to wreck me for the day. Yep. And that's why it's so funny that you say that because now my dad, if he naps like on weekends, Mm -hmm. if he lays down and naps, he's done. Like he is done for the day. And he'll always say, he'll be like, oh, just, you know, wake me up in 15 minutes and we'll try. And, and he's, he's just like, dead no. to the world. Nope. <laughs> and then, you know, two, three hours later, he'll wake up and he's like, well, why didn't you guys wake me up? It's like, we tried. And you were like, you wouldn't Rah. wake up. Yep. And then right. he's groggy for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like it's, it makes it really interesting how our brains work. And I yeah. think taking breaks is definitely a good idea and scheduling those breaks and stop like believing that if you don't work for 10 minutes, that the world is going to end. Like, yeah. It's uh, not. That mentality is such a huge and pervasive problem in the United States, particularly, um, you know, the, like you said, the hustle culture and then just the general work culture in general, it's always like, you know, do more, do more, do more, do more, do more. Yep. And, and I think um, as we're trying to take control of our work lives, um, we have to remember, you know, we remember that the reason we wanted to do that was to make our lives better. And it's almost like a vicious cycle that, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, um, it goes back into like, okay, we started being self-employed in order to have more time, in order to have better balance. But in reality, we created this monster mm-hmm. where we can't take time off because we feel guilty. It's almost like the mom guilt um, where, you know, you have kids and then because you have to work or you because you're not doing things exactly like everyone else is doing, you feel guilty and you have to realize that it's okay for you to do things on your own terms right? and prioritize different things on different days. Like, some days you'll succeed in one area and inevitably that means you're failing in another or vice versa. You're succeeding in this area and you're failing in this and that's okay. Like it's okay to not get everything done every day. Yeah. And, and really listen to what I say. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that reminds me of um, something I heard. Um, it's a guy named CGP gray. That's a, that's his, you know, handle so to speak he makes youtube videos he does podcasts and i was listening to a podcast of his he was talking about this very concept and this idea that if you think of like your energy your capability to do things as you know a a light bulb uh or a, a a meter you know when you have zero to 100 right and you have areas of your life that you have that you have to focus on okay you have you know work you have health and then you have like relationships and fun time and, and you know, downtime, personal life, whatever we want to call it. Like those are sort of like the three broad categories of a person's life, right? And there are going to be times when you're giving work like 100% and you're giving health and, and everything else like 0%. 
Um, and it's right. okay to do that, right? Like that is, it's not like it's a, it's not like it's a bad thing to work hard and to hustle. We're not saying that, but rather and we're also not saying sit on your butt and assume things are going to fall into your lap. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Like, like part of getting through, um, Monday for me was recognizing that this state of me working as hard as I'm working is a temporary state. Um, one way or another, it's going to change because either A, I'm going to stop making two videos a week and go back to one video a week, or B, um, what I hope is going to happen is making these two videos a week on the schedule that I'm doing is going to help push my growth and business up to another level. And then I'll be able to set it up in a way where making two videos a week isn't just all me all the time. Uh, so there you can you can look at the, the amount of things that you have to manage in your life and how much energy you're giving to, to them and sort of turn those dials and adjust those dials as is necessary, right? Like if you have a big job or you have a big goal you want to achieve with your business, and that means turning that work dial up to 100 for a period of time, it's okay to do that. Just remember to turn it down and right. turn those Balance. other dials back up. I think a lot of people think when they hear the word balance is that uh, that's it has another to be idea all within the idea of balance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause it doesn't exist. And I think people are like, Oh, well your whole day has to be balanced. Yeah. Well, no, you can have periods of, okay, the next week is going to be really incredibly busy because I have to do, you know, all these things. Okay. But because I know this week's going to be busy, how about we take two, three days the next week and make sure we intentionally are slowing down. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's a better, at least for me, that's a better like understanding of the balance that like, yes, you are going to fail in some areas. You're going to succeed in others. Let's try to make those failures and successes as intentional as possible for the greater good or for whatever goal we're trying to achieve versus you know, being stressed that, oh, today I didn't take a nap or, oh, today, like I didn't get to my laundry or today I didn't e answer emails back. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the idea, the idea of balance is, is trying to understand what I need at that time and putting my energy into that uh, appropriately. And I, and I fail at that a lot, but I still try to direct my energy to the right place at the right time. And that's that's what I think for me balances rather than thinking, oh, my day, like you said, my day perfectly has to contain X amount of work, Y amount of downtime, Z amount of exercise, right. you know, Y amount of this or whatever. Like, cause that's just, you know, it's like those whatever Cosmo articles or things that you see on the internet. You, if you just do, if you just do this simple thing for five minutes every day, your life will be absolutely amazing. And if you add up all the simple things that that take five minutes, you you're not going to do anything except five minute simple things that are supposed to right. make your life better, right? Because it's just stupid bullshit, you know. But if you if you understand your own needs and your own where you need to direct your energy, then you create balance by putting your energy where it needs to go. So that's what's helped for me. Um, Jordan says, this is really, 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 really good point. Diet plays a big role. Changing what I consume made a massive change. I don't need naps anymore and generally am more productive. Also cooking is an escape and a de-stressor for me. Yep. Yeah. I think diet, I think a lot of us forget Yep. how important diet is watch what you're eating like we are so prone to eating 
a bunch of fast food. We are so prone to eating so many processed things. And I'm guilty of this because I'm working all the time. Mm-hmm. And therefore, like when it comes to dinner time, I'm like, oh, we're just going to order a pizza or, oh, you know, we'll just go get McDonald's or whatever it is. Our go-to is Chick-fil-A, which I think is maybe a little better, but that's not really good for your gut or mm-hmm. for your wallet. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a tremendous help. Um, I, prior to Kim leaving the library, I did most of the cooking. And um, with her having left the library and being home, she's assumed more of the cooking role. And that's that's made it easier for me um, because that's a thing that I'm not having to worry about. So um, we ate okay prior. Um, you, you know, through a lot of years where I was doing the cooking, we actually ate really good, but then, you know, you fall off your wagon and we've, right. I've, I've been off the wagon for far longer than I'd like to admit. Uh, but you know, we're, we're back on that wagon and, and Kim cooking has been tremendously helpful in, in, in achieving that. Uh, another thing that I wanted to throw out there that, that I think maybe people don't realize is that, um, releasing that energy is also a super productive way to deal with it. Um, so I'll do this sometimes where I'm I'm dealing with a lot of stress. Um, I will quite literally throw a temper tantrum like a child. Uh, I do it, you know, on my own where nobody else can see. Some people may hear because I have windows in my studio <laughs> and I have neighbors and whatever. But if I ha- if I feel all of that that bad energy, that stress and that anger and whatever coming to a head inside of me that I do that to, to release that energy out of me so that I can come back and sit down and do the thing that I'm trying to do without that block in me trying to tear everything down. And it's hugely helpful. And, and I used to think that um, when I'd have outbursts that it was bad and outbursts can be bad. Obviously, if you direct your anger out in a negative fashion against other people or, or lash out in ways that are unproductive, um, that's clearly not good. I'm not advocating for that. Right. Um, you know, but for me, it's like stomping around, swearing and screaming sometimes just to get the energy out of me and not direct it at anybody. Just release it. And when I do that, yep. I feel so much better. Um, it's really funny that you say that, and we have Jordan in the chat today because a couple of years ago, like I was just going through like a really hard season, and that was some, one of the things that Jordan told me to do because I, I remember like texting him one day, and I was like, I am just like so frustrated. I just need to like stop my feet and punch things, and he was like, Do it, mm-hmm. and I was like, What do you mean do it? And he goes, Go like punch your pillow and scream, and I 100% did, and it is just like. It's like crying, right? Yeah. Like when I get like I will get so frustrated that like my relief for that is just crying. Like it almost has to physically leave your body. Um, and there's nothing wrong with it. And I think there's actually and correct me if I'm wrong, Jordan, if you're still in here, isn't there like some kind of like a chap Japanese or Chinese or some kind of an Asian like theory mm. that talks about that. Mm-hmm. Uh that this is actually something that you can do to help control your emotions, to help control your stress. Cause think of like a bottle, right? Like if you have a bottle with pressure building in it, that pressure has to be released. 
otherwise like it's gonna blow and like i always joke with my dad and i say oh like there's a a russian term for it but it's pretty much like you're a bottled up fight that mm-hmm. like you know he like keeps all these things inside and then he'll like blow up and like pick a fight with like any random person because he just needs that release it's not yeah. necessarily they did anything wrong mm-hmm. it's that he needs that release um, and it i think it's it's helpful so if that's what you need to do hell go scream <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah i i don't have to do it as much as i used to um but i still do it and like like often <laughs> Often it's when I'm trying to record a video and the video is going badly, <laughs> but it, it, it comes up in other places. But it, the the hardest thing for me to understand when when I finally came around to that realization was two things. It's, it's number one, I think a lot of people, um, because of our society and our sort of socio-normative um, attitudes, um, a lot of people think that feeling those sorts of negative emotions is bad and and i hate that idea because anger stress depression whatever it is all of those things are very real and valid emotions that we as human beings experience and to try to say oh well i shouldn't be angry because anger is bad that's actually going to going to force you into different negative thought patterns that are just going to increase your anger and your stress right but if you realize oh i'm feeling anger over something or stress or again whatever the emotion is that you're trying to deal and, with and i need to somehow take this 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 emotion and this energy and direct it in a way and deal with it in a way that will allow me to continue to move on with what i'm trying to achieve then you can right. do that whatever way it is and for you know again for me when i'm feeling that a tremendous stress and anger it is to to pitch a fit like a 2 year old you know I mean, that's probably what two-year-olds are doing. They're quite literally like so they they're so overwhelmed with yep. all the emotion and stuff they're feeling that the only that the only way for they know how to to deal with it is to pitch a fit, right? Yep, and that's exactly what um, like my pediatrician and a couple of other you know professionals who work with children have told me mm-hmm. is that at that age it's like you you're trying to communicate, you just don't know how. And therefore, like the only way for you to relieve that frustration is to like scream and shout and stomp your feet. And even as adults, like, yes, we should be able to communicate and we should be able to manage our emotions a little better. But there are times where you can't like your Mm -hmm. frustration gets to a point where it's almost like a mental block. Like you're so frustrated, you're so stressed out that like until you relieve that mental block, you're not going to move forward. Mm -hmm. I think this has been a a really interesting and really worthwhile chat um, because so much, so much of this goes sort of swept under the rug, like you've said before, Mm -hmm. in the kind of hustle culture um, and the get it done and be successful and, you know, be perfect on Instagram and Facebook. Um, We wanted to kind of pull that curtain back a little bit and, and just share the experience that we know everybody's experiencing, right? I mean, we right. all deal with this stuff. And that's the thing. Like, we all deal with it, but we all feel guilty mm-hmm. about sharing it. And like I said, there's no need to, like, constantly – because you do have I'm, – I'm sure everyone has that one friend that, like, when you get a text from them or you get a message from them or your phone rings and you see their name and you're like, oh, yep, oh yep. my God, oh, what no. are they going to complain about right. now? Right, um, right. Because that's, that's their pattern, right? Like they don't want to celebrate any of their wins. They don't want to celebrate any of the positives in life. They just want to complain and do, have that whole like 
negative, woe is me negative. attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we need to recognize that and not feel guilty about like, I don't feel guilty when I text you or I text Nicole and say, okay, right. I'm having a shitty day. You know, this is what's going on and just get it off my chest because sometimes just having that other person listen to it or you vocalizing it, you can start seeing a solution mm-hmm. versus bottling it up and feeling guilty about feeling that way, which then feeds more into your anxiety, it feeds more into your stress. And all of a sudden you're on antidepressants, you're on anti-anxiety medication and you're not doing anything else to fix it. Like you need to, we need to just recognize what our triggers are and try to deal with those triggers and not feel guilty if you fail on some days like right we all fail like this whole thing that we have to be perfect like none of us are perfect Mm -hmm. yeah we're human beings you know it's an impossibility uh the thing that i i would probably uh, just want to stress the most is and it goes back to what you just said right like that person who you see their message or, or phone call or whatever, and, and your heart immediately sinks because you know it's just going to be a storm of negativity. Yep. Um, you know, finding a way to express that um, so that it doesn't negatively affect other people is really important. Um, right. And that's not to say you can't talk to other people. Again, you know, we referenced this a couple of times already. We had our little Monday pity party, and and we were both definitely, like, complaining and, and whatnot. Oh, yeah. But in doing so, we were basically commiserating on the same experience, which which was a communal sort of thing. We also celebrate our successes and, and chat about right. positive, you know, the positive things that are going on. So we're not just constantly bringing each other down. Uh, so having having a person like that can help, but but be careful of how you express that when you do decide to release it because. Um, you don't want to. You don't want it to be something that becomes damaging to your life or your personal relationships. So, uh, be wary of that. But definitely find the right outlets to express that energy so that you can release it into the world and out of you, so you can relieve that stress and move on to the things you want to do. Right. One of the things that I do, especially when I get really down, and I did this Monday night, is for every negative thing that I, you know, write down and I will like journal it. Mm-hmm. I try to find two positives or I try to twist that negative into some kind of a positive and actually write it down. Mm-hmm. Because when you write it down and then you read it, for some reason I feel like it just resonates better with people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you can you can accept and admit the negative, but then what is the good that comes out of it? Or what is something good that happened that day? or yesterday, or that it's going to happen that can offset and keep that balance going. Right, right. Yep. Yeah, it reminds me of, I don't know where it came from, but some little, some little like Sesame Street-ish kind of thing where it's like something, something, the negative, accentuate the positive. Uh, and I can't remember how it goes, but that little jingle popped right into my head as soon as you started <laughs> saying that. <laughs> it's like, like something like acknowledge the negative, accentuate the pol- positive or something like right. that, you know. Yeah, we don't need to ignore it because it exists, and exactly. ignoring it isn't going to make it go away. Right, right. It, yeah, it absolutely won't make it. And in fact, ignoring it will make it worse because that's that right. bottling it up and increasing the yeah. pressure. Jordan says, "I am in a perfectly imperfect." That's 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 so that's so perfectly said. Yep, we uh, all are. Yep, We're perfect we, in our own ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my uh, wife says I'm such a crier. Our friend Angela calls it goddess water. <laughs> she is she cries like you know 
She cries at, at, at a lot of different things. And, and that's just a way that my wife releases her energy. Right. And Mike likes to go to the punching bag and get some hits in and that calms him right down. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, so um, if you want to help relieve some of our stress, maybe you can buy some merch. <laughs> there you go. That's a good segue. <laughs> How's that for a segue? That's pretty good, right? <laughs> I think so. If you wanted to help us out and uh, uh, support the show and support the stream and what we're doing, uh, you could go to shp.photo slash merch. Bizmerch, Bizmerch, and pick okay. up anything here that you see that that you might find enjoyable. Zara, you got yourself the coffee mug. Um, I did. Yeah, I got it. I think I have like a t-shirt and a hoodie coming. I Sweet. think I should check my mail more yeah. often. Yeah. So there's stuff here you could get all kinds of stuff that's sporting the business windup logo. It would certainly help us out if you did pick something up there. But if you can't. You know, if if it would stress your wallet, which is totally respectable, then uh, just share share the show. Share Zara's YouTube channel where we're going to try streaming this for a while. Share the Facebook group and invite people there. Let people know about uh, these shows that we do. Let them know about the podcast, which you can find at shp.photo slash podcast or on any uh, podcast platform. Just search Business Windup and you'll find us there. All right. So cheers to stress and stress relief. Yep. Right. And less less stressful Mondays. How yes, about that? <laughs> and less stressful Mondays. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. We, as always, appreciate your time uh, that you come to spend with us and that we're able to be part of your business journey and hopefully help you out along the way. So cheers to that and cheers to all of you. Please have a wonderful, wonderful week. See you guys. See ya. Bye.